0: Welcome to the Buyer's Agent Institute podcast, the show that will take you from your nine to five to living a life in your terms. We hear from the experts themselves, sharing how they created their success and give you actionable steps to help you create a lifestyle by design. Becoming a buyer's agent requires passion, dedication and great mentorship. This podcast will share with you all three so that you can turn buying property into a career.
1: Very very excited, very excited, and at the same time feel very responsible Mm -hmm. because I'm helping families with their dreams, with their aspirations to get there to the other side of the journey, right? And I feel that person is that the family is not just investing in in, in my in my offering, but they're also investing in their own financial wealth for their the legacy that they have to leave. So I feel very responsible.
0: Welcome back to the Buyer's Agent Institute show. This is not gonna be the typical introduction. I'm here for round two with Vivehav Rastogi, AKA Rasti. So I'm gonna be referring to him as Rasti. He's the director of Get Rare Properties. We did an episode last year in 2020 in case you missed it. So I'd visit that first before you tune into today. Rusty is in Sydney, living on the northern beaches. He has a really strong buyer's agent business called Get Rare Properties, as I mentioned earlier, which buys investment properties Australia-wide. So today, I wanted to take the opportunity to deep dive further into Rusty's growth. He's been achieving phenomenal business growth. So today, I want to learn what's going on, and I'm sure you do today also. So Rusty, I'm really excited to dive in today.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Ben. Really appreciate that. You're so welcome. So.
0: So much has happened since the last interview, like exciting stuff. I'm, I'm watching you from the side. So I wanna hear about your goals for this year.
1: Sure. So um, my business model is very much focused on education. We ran lots of uh, workshops, six in particular, uh, last year alone. And what I actually got from there is that education is the missing piece or the link that I really want to bring forward uh, to the normal uh, average Joes and Jacks over there. Um, so the goal for this year is basically further uh, extend that uh, reach out to more people. Um, I'm estimating it to uh, make it to 1,000 people uh, in my workshops alone and uh, reach out to, I guess, a lot more people to get that number and uh, help at least 50 families uh, to help them step up in their financial ladder.
0: That's incredible. So 1,000 people to attend workshops That's and 50 right. new clients. That's right. Which you're on track. So let's elaborate further and, I guess, expand on that point regarding education. I mean, why is it for people listening, do you feel like education is at the forefront of what you're doing now?
1: Like property is one of the significant assets that people have one way or the other, whether it's an investment property or their own home. Either way, whether if it's even their own home, that's an investment in a way. Right. And now that money that we're actually putting in can go a long way to to multiply their net assets effectively. The thing is that there's a lot of play that actually comes into the mind when we are buying a property as emotional and as well as like the fear of missing out and what's really going on. What I've seen is that average Joe tends to extend themselves a a little bit further than their own comfort zone just because their neighbor or their friends or their colleagues have been doing. The thing is that it's also about, it's very subjective. It's very personal. Like we can't really have a cookie cutter approach to a financial planning approach. What it means is that, okay, where you are today, where you want to be, and then how do we bridge the gap, right? So this is very personalized, very strategic approach to doing things. The way I look at it is that it's not just about a property. It's about a portfolio. The life that it can give when we can achieve the goal of meeting to that portfolio level. Of course, people love their jobs. um, They don't really have to quit that job just like myself. They can can leverage other people's skills, the expertise, and then still get that to that level of generating passive income and they can choose to do it passively as well. So passive building of the portfolio to generate passive income at the end. That needs a lot of education, a lot of sense, like what we are talking about. So that once that wisdom is there, once that understanding is there, the appreciation of not only the returns, but also the risk. Mm-hmm. So if, the, if we can educate people, like good HDL, as in good cholesterol is good. Good debt is good for your financial balance sheet. So those little aspects, just as, as an example, are very beneficial for the people to understand that how the, the whole thing works around building a portfolio.
0: Yeah, and that leads into my next question around um, what you're focusing on. What, what is Get Rare properties starting to focus on in 2021 that may have been different to 2020? Because as you know, when you start up a business, the business evolves, it goes through different life cycles and I guess you learn from the customers what they want. And so what are you focusing on for 2021?
1: And honestly nothing much has been different from what we started with in 2020 it has only got in t- more intense now like my focus was education from to start with still education but now reaching out to a lot more people and from a st- is there more um, sh-
0: anything from a strategic point of view like do you feel like you're um, you're going into more in-depth strategic discussions with your with your clients to work out strategies but
1: certainly like so um so the the intensity is still there but now as as everyone involved, so so I has my business and in terms of the tools that I have now. So that was work in progress as earlier. still work in progress and probably it will keep evolving uh, because growth is 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 the fuel for anything to grow further. Mm-hmm. Uh, now what I've got is tools like you know, Excel model whereby like there's a financial model that we have, we key in our assumptions, now it's very subjective to an individual. Uh, earlier I used to draw them and it becomes a bit more, I guess, time-consuming. Now they can really see the results, mm-hmm. but changing one assumption on one end and they can see the result, what's really going on. So, so of course, there's more technology now, there's more uh, system, systematic approach now in what we are doing now, a bit more robust, a, a lot more scalable uh, things that we are doing now as a business.
0: So it's safe to say that you're taking your clients through very much a journey, which is developing a strategy from inception and then obviously you go out and get your you're fully executing on that whole
1: client path, right? Exactly right. So so the model is still or rather the engagement to the client is still per property. Yeah. But the thing is that it's like, yes, we are as an as a metaphor, if I can if I can say this, it's like we're not we are still building one story at a time in, in the building. But what my strategy session gives to us together is Is that roadmap the blueprint of the whole building that we want to Mm. build so for example like what we have found is typically we need about five properties in a portfolio for the individual to have a meaningful impact on their lifestyle now we can't really just buy one property today and come back later on and think about the second and the third on the contrary what i'm doing is that okay let's have a plan like okay if we are these are the assumption sets like how much cash flow we have what equity we have uh, what sort of savings rate we are making. And of course, market is unpredictable, right? Mm-hmm. We can't really uh, extrapolate the long-term uh, capital growth assumptions on next couple of years. But of course, that's just an assumption. Yes. So this is a moving piece that we can always always go and, and check with the reality of what is really going on. So that's where my constant review of the portfolio comes into play. So the idea is that, okay, uh, we have to build a portfolio of five properties at least, or whatever the assumptions, like the, I'm, I'm guided by the family that I'm working with, um, and have that plan that, okay, like what that long-term strategy is spitting out as the next immediate purchase. Mm. So it's like a GPS, you know, like the strategy works as a GPS. If I have to go to airport from now, from here, I can probably think that, okay, it's in east. So I just can't really go in east direction. Mm. I really need to have a plan that, okay, we have to turn, if we mm. go to north first, then do whatever, right? So one step at a time, but have a very good clarity on the long-term goals.
0: Mm. How? happier use now like we obviously had a we had an interview last year but now since you've left your corporate role how long's your business been running get rare
1: uh it will be turning one on in, in february now yeah okay so happy birthday thank you um, early birthday um since leaving the corporate world
0: obviously in the first episode we, we went through your 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 career history right you've got obviously a very impressive Um, history corporate and obviously with education with what you studied but i guess now that you've moved on you're an entrepreneur you're a business owner like like how do
1: you feel now very very excited very excited and at the same time feel very responsible Mm -hmm. because i'm helping families with their dreams with their aspirations to get there to the other side of the journey right and i feel that person is that the family is not just investing in, 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 my, in my offering, but they're also investing in their own financial wealth for their, the legacy that they have to leave. So I feel very responsible, and, and that actually makes me a bit more, you know, charged up. Um, like probably in the corporate world, you, you asked me about the comparison of my corporate world. It was a very amazing role. I, I loved that, what I was doing. I was responsible for a huge amount of money. Uh, it, had, it gave me that sense of responsibility as well then. But then I was surrounded by other people, other executives. Uh, you know, like the decision making was always challenged. And like I've always proved to my board of directors that this is the challenge, that, this is the change we are making or whatever, right? Decision making was actually uh, investigated uh, deep down and gave me that kind of filters that, okay, like, you know, like I'm responsible, I'm still part of the team. Yeah. Now I own the team, right? I'm responsible for the decisions that we are making, the, the kind of focus that we're having not just only on, on the family's portfolio growth, but also as a business. Mm. Because I really, the, the reason why I'm doing this is kind of, a you know, like we talked about connecting the dots of my previous careers. Now, what I really, after talking to a lot many people over the last year, I feel that it has given the sense of purpose, a deep down purpose within me. Uh, like we call it as dharma and in Sanskrit, which means the rightful duty. That's my dharma now, my, my duty now. It is an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling, and it won't be easy or or successful the way I am uh, without the help of my wife Rupali. So she has been through this journey with me, and um, of course with, with my daughter as well. So it's, it's it's thanks to her and the blessings from the God and my parents. So amazing. That's,
0: that's, that's profound. Um, supply right now in Australia is tough, right? Yes. I, I'm. I have a thousand buyers, agents calling me every day, complaining about supply. <laughs> and it reminded me back in 2013 and 16 when, when I was operating and it was tough. Um, how are you navigating through that? Obviously not, not your tricks, but I guess, how are you finding it? Um, is it? Is it problematic for you? I'm just curious to kind of talk about that.
1: Sure, so certainly it's problematic. It's not really as easy as, you know, just finding the properties and uh, no doubt, supply has uh, been limited. But if you look at the ratio of the demand and supply, you know the demand is far more multiple of the supply. So as a, as a ratio, uh, which we look at as a as a, as a measure as an inventory as well, like it has been tracking very low. Early last year we were talking about deep discounts, just as properties. People were a bit worried uh, that what might happen because of this COVID. And um, actually, a great year for me to start the business, by the way. But coming back to the question, um, I think. Now the worries are over. We are talking about the vaccine, uh, the consumer confidence surge we have been seeing, the index of buying uh, dwelling is probably at one of the, at the highest rates almost. Uh, low interest rates, federal budgets, uh, cuts over there and the stimulus, like it's all pumping the money. And, and I'm not surprised. The reason is that if you look back at the history of the economy downturns, it's the infrastructure spending in the residential sector, which has come back, which has brought the economy back yes because those are the two levers that government has other than just controlling the inflation rate or the uh, cash rate the two levers that they have is to pump money mm-hmm. and the easy way for them to pump money is to go for the infrastructure spending mm-hmm. because that will not only uh, boost the money in the markets but also the job sector so I was not surprised so I, I saw this coming by the way. Um, now, how do I go about doing it is, is is probably, I would say, the success of that to be able to do successfully is have that kind of relationship with the real estate agents.
0: And you said earlier about your daughter could buy a property, right? Which, I mean, I, I think you're right in, in, in principle, like anyone can go out there and just as a concept and buy. But I think right now it's very challenging. And so now is a time where people need to really consider that, You know, a buyer's agent called me the other day and was talking to me about a client, a prospective client called them and they were price shopping. And I said, price shopping? In this market, you've got to be insane because you need the best quality buyer's agent. It's like if you have a back injury right now and you need to see a surgeon, you're not going to price shop a surgeon. You need the best surgeon to repair your longevity of your life, right? And right now where supply is the worst, hardest it's ever been, you're not price shopping buyer's agents. You need to be getting the best quality buyer's agent. What's your thoughts on that?
1: We always choose to go for an expert in the field, right? Um, and buying is something that's so significant. And yet, average joes just go and do it by themselves because they think it's so easy, mm-hmm. just like my daughter. By the way, she's, 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 she's wise enough to know what, what the industry is about, all about. Coming back to your question, um, so true. And um, I think it's not just about the price thing. It's also about the strategy. Oh, yeah right? And, and that's where my focus has been. I would actually push back a person who's very keen to buy. And he's like, this is going on discount. Discount to what? Mm-hmm. Relative to what? Relative to the other property, which might be very similar. That's okay. But when we are saying yes to our property, we are saying no to other million, dollar, million properties out there. So th- there's an opportunity cost. Sometimes delaying might be helpful in the sense that, okay, not today, maybe three months later on, there might be better opportunities as well, as an example. So just to quickly talk about like you know the, how the market is going, um, and how off-market listing does really help. I have been working on um, an interstate uh, investor. We found a property off-market listing. The seller was happy to take about 380, 390 on that. Um, we couldn't somehow move on that very quickly. Uh, the market, the property li- got uh, listed, got listed at 429 plus. It went for almost 455. Wow! Right and that's the difference that we make. We could have bought that at 385 390 or even 400 as an example, including my fees and everything. 400 versus 455. Well, that's
0: my purpose on price shopping because right now let's just hypothetically say I was looking to choose you. I'm a I'm a potential buyer as my buyer's agent or let's say Sally for example, you and yep. Sally. And let's say Sally was 3000 hypothetically was $3000 cheaper than you. And let's say Sally wasn't up to your level and I chose her you've got to weigh up the risk of if you go with Sally for $3,000 saving and you're in the market three months later, you could be looking to spend an extra $35,000 on a property or you're shaving off a bedroom or you're going to six suburbs away. And so it doesn't stack up to make those decisions in this marketplace. Do you agree with that?
1: Exactly, right. And I think it's not just about the price, like not the most expensive is the most, I guess, the value that you'll get or at the same time, the cheaper. So I I don't really differentiate on the price point from, from that perspective. I think the key thing is, you know, we talked about surgeons earlier, yeah. and we can't really price shop at the same time, right? Uh, but at the same time, there's a there's a surgeon, speci- like specialist surgeon for a particular thing, right? A particular, I guess, injury. Here we're talking about. Uh, we have to identify them very quickly. That trust has to be there. They have to connect, because the person is not just really just investing in in the property, right? She's investing in the whole agency or the whole industry. The, the whole individual as myself as well correct but that's why i also think you shouldn't be price shopping you should be
0: quality shopping like find the best surgeon find the best buyers agent and if it comes at a higher cost great, or whatever the situation is but you need to find this is a market where i believe it's very difficult to buy it's super competitive you mentioned earlier real estate agents relationships are critical and so if you don't have them you've got to accept that acknowledge that that's right and outsource to an expert and the best expert
1: I will also add that like, uh, even if an individual, uh, every Joe might have a relationship with the, mm. with the agent, selling agent, the challenge is that selling agent is doing his job. Mm. And due respect to him that he is respecting, he's doing a job for the vendor. And right. his job is not only to sell the property, but also to get the maximum best price possible. Correct. The relationship, when it is just a transaction based, mm. because how many times the average Joe will buy from the same agent in the same area, Very rare. Very rare, right? So they, so agent understands that, and moreover, even if they can, they appreciate it all of, all the time. They are bound by the ethics or the profession, correct? Because he's paid for that job, correct? So, uh, emotional Joe who has been spending three, four months understanding what the market is looking for, what he can afford, and what the mortgage broker is saying, how much he can borrow. Joe typically just go and find out like what he can afford, right, and what his means. His frustration, his what his family is saying, what kids are shouting up for, like you know, like no more Saturday viewings. Uh, yes. Plus, you know, instead of going and spending time with us so, on the soccer field with his son or mm. netball court with her daughter, with his daughter, he's doing all this time uh, with the real estate agents jumping on the websites, real estate websites. Right now, what what does happen? The frustration creeps in very quickly. Three four months, you can't really just go by that. Now every job might get frustrated about it, say that okay, this house, I, I like it because it fits into my criteria. Price point doesn't matter now, right? He might have gone a bit more emotional than what he should have been. Mm. Now, he tends to overpay. Whereas, buyers agents, the whole industry, we go by serving our clients as, a, as a serving the buyers. And the job is not only to get the right property, but also at the right price. Mm not necessarily the biggest jeep discount because the emphasis at least in what i do has to be the right strategy right location then the right property Mm. of course when we are doing the right thing by the client it will come also as the right price as well
0: there's the probability of you as a buyer's agent getting a better result than a buyer is a lot better and i don't think buyers can risk in this marketplace as you were saying because they know an agent from the coffee store or they sold through that agent six months ago They actually forget, which I learned over a long time, that the real estate agent doesn't work for you. They work against you, and they're like a tiger. When you walk into their property, you don't realize, or the buyer doesn't realize, that they just, they're masters of body language. You don't even need to speak. When you walk into the property, they're going to know that you like it. By the questions you ask, they're going to know you like it. And then when you go to negotiate to buy it, they're going to screw you. And that's what they do. And they're excellent at doing that. And that's why some of them are so good at what they do.
1: So true. And, and due respect to them, like, you know, uh, they're doing a great job. And the other thing I should also say is that, like, it's, it's probably an average statement to say the industry is like that. Yes. When we are dealing with the real person on the door, on the negotiation side, we are talking with the best in that area, in that agency, mm. right? So it's basically average Joe versus the expert in that field of selling it, right? So that's where the, I guess, the, the playing field is not leveled. You know, if one is a professional on the other side, on the negotiation table, or even the research side, because the other thing that I would also say, it's just not the negotiation. It's also about his job is to sell the stock that he has, three or four properties, or maybe whatever, right? But as a buyer, we have a choice to make among 15,000 suburbs. So how do we go about strategically thinking about what budget, what type, how is the ideal property looking like that fits in my whole portfolio journey? My again, I would probably bring it um, the discussion again that it's about portfolio. It's not about individual property.
0: Yeah, long term. It's long term thinking, planning. Yeah. And you're there to execute on that plan, which I always think there's a disconnect. When I used to hire consultants at Cohen Hannah, like even in IT, there was always a disconnect between planning, strategy, and execution. They'd give that you'd do this wonderful plan and strategy, but then we would be we, we would as a company be left to execute, and sometimes we we're very poor at it. So. I feel like when they come to you from what I'm hearing, from what you're sharing is you're getting the full turnkey. Like you're coming in, you're getting the plan, you're getting the strategy, and then you are going and executing on that for them, correct?
1: Actually, only the thing is that I'm doing it multiple times with them. Yeah. So, so yes, you're right, but only that I'll do it multiple times. Yeah. Because my value really proposition is that not only I'll help you buy one property, mm. but I'll buying it on the basis that, that it will actually help you, equip you, to go and build your second story of the building very quickly. Mm. And if you think about it, it actually works both ways. Like our, our interests are aligned. Not only individual really want or as a family want to build that portfolio, as a business, we would be very happy to build for him or the family. So our, our interests are aligned and we go on that journey together.
0: I love it. We're going to wrap up very soon now. And I wanted to obviously finish off where... Can people, obviously this education piece is a big one for you. You want to hit a thousand numbers this year, which I know you will. I mean, where can people find you? Like, would you prefer they kind of, they dive into your education or would you think they visit your website? I'll leave it to you to, to break out.
1: Sure. So, so the website is uh, www.getreha.com.au. Um, and for the people who doesn't really know the full form. So it's an acronym, by the way, Get Real. It's actually Get Rich and Retire Early. And uh, yeah, so that, if that helps uh, to remember that. So, um, so all the information is over there. Uh, workshop is free of charge, by the way. Um, as of now, because of the COVID, like it has been delivered online. I'm hoping that this restrictions when they're over, I would be doing it in, in the boardroom um, to get people on, in the room and um, share my, my journey. Um, and yeah, so I'm very much on LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, I do write articles.
0: Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome to chat again for okay, round sure. two. Hopefully it's around three. For um, everyone listening, um, Rasti, he is more than one book of knowledge. He's, as he said many times, very focused on education. So you'll see the links on the screen for you to join, his, see his website or visit his workshop. I'd highly recommend checking out his workshop. Um, hope you got value out of today. Reach out to Rasti. Like if you want to chat to him one-on-one or you have any questions um, to further extend on any points that we discussed in this interview, reach out to Rusty. See you next time. To find out more about how you can become a stellar buyer's agent yourself, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au.